Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, 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 my friends. One of the most exciting parts of my day is recording this podcast. I'm telling you, I enjoy it so much. I love creating. And when I sit down to write this podcast, it just flows. I absolutely love it. So today we're going to talk about thought plasticity. Really, the science is actually known as neuroplasticity, defined as the ability of neural networks in the brain to change through growth and recognition. But I'm going to refer to it as thought plasticity because belief systems are just thoughts on repeat. And if you're talking about changing a belief system through neuroplasticity, you're really talking about thought plasticity. Because to change a belief system, you have to change one thought at a time. So it was previously believed that children have neuroplasticity, but after a certain age, usually in adulthood, it is lost. But lucky for us, that has been proven to be wrong. Children, when they are born, are open for programming and are a blank slate, which is why they are so impressionable. With adults, the difference is that they are already operating from previous beliefs. The more time you've spent on this earth, the more evidence you've gathered for your current thoughts, mistakenly believing them to be facts. Beautiful thing is that adults can change beliefs as well. The problem arises when they consider their point of view to be facts. Possibility of learning goes out the window and you're left with the impression that adults don't have neuroplasticity. For example, if we believe that the world is a dangerous place or money is hard to earn or it is hard to lose weight or my marriage is a failure. All of these statements seem like facts to you. I'm here to tell you that every single one of these beliefs is a well-practiced thought. You might be subconsciously practicing that thought, but you are practicing it. And when these thoughts run in our head on an automatic loop, they create their own momentum. This is why we fail to see our own thought plasticity, and we think that what we believe is a fact. I am telling you, most of what you believe is a thought on repeat. We have established that children have more neuroplasticity, but that's only because they don't have any previous beliefs. If you are ready to drop your negative beliefs, or even if you're willing to question your previous negative beliefs, you're just as much of a blank slate as a child. You have thought plasticity and you can create any future you want. How can changing one thought lead to a different future? That's because the formula CTFAR shows us that single thought carries a snowball effect. By the time it goes through feelings and actions and eventually arrives at results, it carries a massive weight and momentum. And because of that, it's hard for us to see that this massive result came from a single thought. Implications of this concept are the result is I have a failing business because of a thought. I can't run a business. Result is People don't respect my boundaries because your thought is I don't deserve boundaries. Result is I'm unhappy in my marriage. The thought behind that might be I am married to the wrong person. Or the result is strife within a household because a thought that the house is not big enough for my family. All of these results are because of your thoughts. If you have a tendency to think that the thoughts are because of a circumstance, something outside of your control that life just handed you these cards, You are very, very wrong. Results are never because of a circumstance. You are having strife in your family because you think your house is too small. I will tell you, if we took your family out of your house and put a homeless man in there, 
he will be ecstatic beyond belief. Same circumstance, same house, different thought. And he will create a result based on his thought, which will be very different. And that applies to every circumstance. To create new thought pathways, meaning new neural pathways, and eventually new results, you have to identify your thoughts. Write down your thoughts and go back to the formula CTFAR. Find out what thoughts you're having that are giving you the current result. If you can't identify thoughts because everything seems like a fact to you, then identify what feelings you're having and trace it back to a thought. If you still don't believe me or are having a hard time creating a clean formula, then I invite you to schedule a free 30-minute session with me so I can show you the CTFAR model at work and show you how your thoughts cause your results. Identifying negative thoughts is the first step towards changing them. At this point, I'll also offer you to just be a compassionate observer of all of your thoughts, at least in the beginning. This is a very important skill to learn. And this means that you're able to observe yourself having thoughts without having judgment for yourself. Now, more on the judgment topic later. But for now, practice observing yourself having a thought. It might look something like this. I am thinking I can't run a business. I am thinking house is not big enough. It requires practice, but gaining a third person outsider perspective about you having your thoughts is an extremely important skill to gain. Even if in the moment it seems very fleeting and lasts only a few seconds, just observing them starts to change them. And just being a watcher of your patterns over time starts to change them. As you go from being at the effect of your life to observing it, you are already in the process of changing it. This observation from curiosity is extremely powerful because in that space you realize that your thought is an option and you have a choice to think something else. When you are aware of the strong 100% connection that all of your feelings are due to your thoughts and not due to a circumstance, then you can attempt to create different thoughts. So then the next step is that you can start to tailor your thoughts in a way that is more in line with the results you want. I offer that you practice a concept that I call thought shopping. (laughs) Who doesn't like shopping? Just like you would go to try on a dress and see what fits and what complements your style best, you can try on different thoughts and see which one fits your needs best. I mean, I love shopping. If this doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. (laughs) Okay, for example, the market is too saturated for my product, which will automatically result in a failed business strategy. And that is if you even decide to take action based on this thought. Based on a thought like this, you will most likely fail ahead of time and never try. So as a thought shopping exercise, instead of thinking market is too saturated for my product, think market is not saturated for my product, or my product reaches a different market, or I have to define a niche that my product appeals to. All of these thoughts are available to you just to try on. These thoughts are more likely to create a business, or even if you fail at creating a business initially, at least you would have attempted, and you learn a lot from your failures. So try on each of these thoughts like you're going to be putting them back on the rack if they don't fit your needs. If it seems too far-fetched to you, meaning you can't go from the market is too saturated to the market is just right, it just doesn't seem believable to you, then I offer you some thought modifiers. For example, Instead of thinking, I cannot make any money, try thinking, I cannot make any money and that's okay. 
or I can't stand my brother-in-law and that's okay. I hate my body and that's okay. Or another modifier is I'm thinking I'm not good enough. I'm thinking I'm not a good mother. I'm thinking I can't make enough money. This modifier of I'm thinking goes along the lines of observing your thoughts as I mentioned previously. Another modifier is I might be wrong about the idea that I cannot make enough money. I might be wrong about the idea that I cannot be a good mother. I might be wrong about the idea that I don't deserve a good spouse. I might be wrong about the idea that I won't have any children. With this particular modifier, you're opening your brain up to a possibility that what you're thinking might actually not be a fact. This is what your lower brain feeds you, that your negative thoughts are facts. And these modifiers will help you open up to the possibility of seeing your own thinking. So now, you had come thought shopping and you found a new thought. That's great. Next step is to practice that thought. You'll have to balance the scale on these thoughts, meaning that you will have to think these thoughts for as much amount of time as your previous negative thoughts. Better yet, you'll have to think your new thoughts for a longer period of time. Remember, you've been thinking a negative thought for a long, long time. For a new thought to become believable, you have to think it over and over again. You have to give it weight. You have to give it importance. You have to give it brain real estate. That is only fair, right? You're trying to create a new neural pathway. That is not going to happen if you went thought shopping, brought a new thought home, and put it away in the closet. You have to put it on. You have to give it airtime. You have to practice it. Some people write a new thought down on a paper or a sticky note and put it up where they can see it every day. Other people do different things, but do whatever it takes to practice it. Otherwise, all of your effort of thought recognition, thought shopping will be wasted and you'll say that Dr. Kamal Akhtar at Islamic Life Coach School lied to me. <laughs> you not practicing your thought is not up to me. Actually, none of this is up to me. I gave you the insight. It is only up to you to follow it. Oh boy, this has been a long podcast. My social media manager will have a fit. She's always telling me to keep it short, keep it concise. People don't pay attention for a long podcast. Well, I try, but some things just cannot be put in a nutshell. But in all seriousness, I love my social media manager. It's because of her that I can actually create these podcasts and not have to worry about publishing them. I really appreciate you. Please don't fire me. So today we talked about that everyone's future is a blank slate. You can create any future you want. It is easiest to project the past onto the future and think it will be the same because our brains like to be efficient. No need for creation of thoughts in this default mode. Brain will do the easiest thing it knows how to do based on the past neural pathways. Just like any other machine, our brain is extremely efficient. It requires effort and work to create new thoughts, new neural pathways, and to imagine a new future. If you can create it in your mind, you can manifest it in the world. Believing in a new thought comes as a shift in paradigm that is ever so slight. Write down your thoughts on a piece of paper, identify the negative thoughts, add a modifier to it, and start practicing the modifier. It's just like trying on a new dress. Keep trying until you find the one that fits your style. And after you've gone through that process and found a believable thought, stick to practicing it. Do not expect the change to be overnight, but the change will come and new pathways will be created through thought plasticity. I promise you that. 
Now, having said all of that, I recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with the highest intelligence and it is our duty to use that intelligence for our benefit. When we are not consciously creating thoughts, we are rejecting His biggest gift to us. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us find that higher purpose in a state of Iman and I ask that He helps us create thoughts that get us to that result so we can actually practice gratitude through our actions rather than just verbalizing it. To me, the biggest form of ingratitude is throwing away the gift of higher intelligence and consciousness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all forms of ingratitude. I pray that Allah azawajal counts all of our efforts no matter how big or small. I pray that this work becomes an avenue to show our complete submission to Allah azawajal. I pray that he helps me in this endeavor of helping you recognize your powerful thoughts. Please keep me in your du'as with tons and tons of love. I say goodbye for now. Until next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.